Hello and welcome to The Anchored. This is the place where we discuss and dive deep into health, wealth, and conversational relationships centered on Christ. We're not your therapists. We're not your financial advisors. What we are is a couple that truly believe that we can create marriages after God's heart. Enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome to The Anchor. Uh, what a great privilege to to spend time with you guys and dive into scriptures today. And joining me is my lovely wife. Hello, hello, everybody. How are you guys doing today? All right, all right. Good to good to have you. We thank God for this opportunity today. We're just not going to waste time. We're going to dive in. And the question we're tackling is uh, based on what we spoke of in the last uh, episode, which is: Is marriage even worth it? Dun, dun, dun. Yes. I mean, what's the point? What is the point? Is it worth it? And why are we even having this conversation at all? I think it's no surprise that, you know, divorce is something that's rampant. Um, And actually, if you look at data, I don't remember the specific numbers, but people these days are less likely to get married, right? And so the question really is, is marriage even worth it Mm -hmm. at all? Or is it more of a burden and a liability then and I said in our lives. So we want to talk about that because if it's worth it, then it's worth investing in. Mm-hmm. And if it's not worth it, then what the heck are we doing? Yep. And so um though there are different interpretations, different experiences that feed into this, we are going straight into the scriptures to start from there because everything is subject to the word of God. And so first and first we want to say is what Jesus said. He said uh, de- that it is to whom that it is given. So what does that mean? Marriage is not for all people. Jesus said this in Matthew chapter 19, verse 12. And this was in reference to Jesus answering the question about divorce. Is divorce allowed? <laughs> and verse, verse 12, Jesus says, for there are eunuchs who are born that way, right? And there are eunuchs who have been made eunuchs by others. And there are those who choose to live like eunuchs for the sake of the kingdom of heaven, the one who can accept this should accept it. So we know that marriage is not for all people. There are some who are born um, eunuchs, right? There are some who are born with that, um, that it is given for them to get married. And and there's some who just choose and say, you know what, just like Apostle Paul, I'm just going to do ministry and serve the Lord all the days of my life. So if you fall into, we're talking to the category of those to whom it is given right <laughs> yeah i mean we would also acknowledge that there are some people that want to be married but are not they haven't found the person that they want to they think it's worth it with right Correct. so that's something also so it's not just like oh you either decide you want to get married or you decide that marriage is not for you and then it's automatic there are some people that are like you know i desire to be married i've prayed to god i'm praying to god i'm I know that the right person is worth waiting for. And I think it's just important to acknowledge that that is also something that exists. Correct. Correct. And so if it's if it's something that you desire, if it's something that it's in your heart to to commit to, to do, then the answer is yes, you you're committed to it and it's worth it for you. And so now the question is, how do you go about it? If you how do you find the right partner? Right. Is that is that a, a good approach? I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It is a good approach. And, you know, I have many people in my life that are looking, that are single, looking to mingle. And if you're listening to this <laughs> and you are amazing and awesome, feel free to send us an email because I got some amazing humans in my life that are looking <laughs> to mingle. 
But on the more serious note, though, you know, I think that it's important for us to talk about that and that there are some people that may desire it, that may want it, but it just may never happen for mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And sure. doesn't make one person less than the other. Mm-hmm. It just is the same, you know, the same way that you may have something that I don't just because it's what God has given you. Mm-hmm. I think it's important for us to acknowledge that. Mm-hmm. But then the question now becomes like, is it even worth it? to get married. And that's what we want to talk about in this episode. And so whether you're not married yet or you are married, the question is what what is the point of being married when sometimes it feels like a burden when you're out there in the world? Mm-hmm. So, And so the first thing uh, we see in scriptures in the, is Ephesians chapter 5, where the, the marriage between a man and a woman is, is modeled after the union of Christ and the church. And if you think about that union, how Christ so loved the world that he, you know, John 3, 16, God so loved the world that he gave his only son. And so we know that Christ laid down his life as, as a love show, as a display of his affection to the bride, the church. And so likewise, um, the, the union between a man and a woman, Genesis chapter 2, uh, talks about a man leaving his mother and his father and, you know, come together with a wife and they become one flesh. That one flesh is modeled after the great mystery, which is Christ coming together and his church. So that's a beautiful thing. So if you look from that first perspective, that is the overarching uh, purpose. And everything just trickles down from there. Uh, And there's so many perks to marriage. I'm serious. And we're going to dive into some of them. I mean, let's talk about the point you just communicated, which I agree that you know, it is modeled like that's what the Bible meant it for. It is modeled after Christ and the church. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there are many people that are in marriages where that's the only strength that's keeping them together. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, the thing is, this assumes that both parties are intentionally committed to living life as God has called it to be, mm-hmm. which means that each party is committed to growing their relationship with God and both parties are willing to see the value that they both bring to the table right where it's like it's not just people forcing themselves in a relationship because it's modeled after Christ and the church and that's the only thing they have going for it mm-hmm. does that make sense mm-hmm. right and I, I think it's also because the position that I have outside of you know, clinical work is as a financial coach, as a money coach for women physicians. And I hear a lot of stories about the burdens that relationships can actually have, marriage can have on people where it starts to feel more like a liability than an asset. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's the responsibility of both parties Mm -hmm. to commit to the third entity that is the body, that is the relationship of God and the church, but they both have to feed it. Because when that new, like that nourishing it is not happening, that is when it becomes, we get, you know, we get questions like, is it even worth it? Mm-hmm. Right. Is, is this like a burden that God has placed in our lives to like deep our buckets? Like my kids would say, as opposed to like filling our buckets. Mm-hmm. And, and my, my, my response to that is sometimes because we are what we, we are not perfect in the sense of um, we are growing in Christ. There will be some shortfalls. There will be some uh, mishaps, some shortcomings on both parties. Um, and, I, and I think, as long as, like you said, I agree with you. As long as we 
our modeling after Christ. We are both contributing. We are both growing together. We are both yes. reaching and seeking and reading the Bible uh, and so that we can model our lives after Christ. And yes, there is input from both parties. There is growth. There is uh, an, an, an intentionality that we, we perceive where we are trying to reconcile so that we can be like Christ and the church. So yes, when we do that, when we go from that perspective, then it is worth it. Because then I am, I am growing towards Christ as a husband, and my wife is going towards you know towards the church as the bride. But together we come together, and there's the union and oneness. So I think that's the key, right? Because again, if one party, and it's not about perfectionism, right? right? We are flawed. We are humans, right? All have fallen short of the glory of God, and we're all continuing every day to commit our days, our time, our hearts to God. But I think sometimes when one party or both parties are not seeing that this is a call on their life to nourish this entity that is not Latifat or Shile, but like our marriage, which is the model, right? That we're talking about Christ mm-hmm. and the church. Like we have to nourish that baby. We have to nourish that third entity, but we have to grow ourselves as individuals and then also not grow that third party because mm-hmm. otherwise then it becomes more of who's, Whose intent do we have in our marriage? Like, whose intent do we have in our life? Are we really committing to live a life that's anchored in Christ? Are we committing to live a life that's not anchored in Christ? Or are we not committing to live a life that's anchored in Christ? Because that commitment is probably the most important thing. Like, we have to carry that cross daily and choose to make decisions daily that nourishes that third party. All right. So having established that, what are the perks? All right. So <laughs> let's talk about the the beauty of having two people with brains in a relationship. <laughs> right? With brains in a relationship, working brains, functioning brains, right? You know, we're talking earlier about Ecclesiastes um, 4, I think it was verse 12, right? And it talked about one may be overpowered, but two can defend themselves. And a cord of three strands is not quickly broken. So again, it becomes more of that being equally yoked, mm-hmm. right? And putting our brains together, understanding that we look at things very, 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 very differently, right? We have different approaches. We'll look at, if I'm looking at from the side, right side, chilling, maybe looking at it from the left side, and we get to bring those two things together. So the problems that may happen in our lives, the challenges we may have with, you know, with work, with life, with kids. We get to bring both of our brains to it so that we can even be more successful mm-hmm. in the things that we want to do in life. I actually think that, you know, being married is and I mean, it's an advantage in that regard, because when we row our boats in the same direction, mm-hmm. like it just moves, it just moves faster. better more efficiently. Right. It's like when we decided to do real estate and we learn together um, you know, just that when we row the boat in the same direction, it it moves more efficiently. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I can rest, he can rest, and it's less of a burden to one person Correct. in that regard. Correct. You're carrying the weight together and no not one person is 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 suffer is suffering because of too much <laughs> weight leaning on one side or the other. So yes, that's one huge perk. You're rowing the boat together, you're going faster. And that, like you said in Ecclesiastes, also um, chapter four, verse nine also tells us that two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. So they are laboring together, 
right? They're not laboring um, in one direction and the other direction. And because of that, they achieve more, they go faster and their returns are far richer than you could ever imagine. So that's one huge perk. You know, you your returns come come back faster. And, you know, this is regardless of whether both of you guys work or not, right? Mm -hmm. One person could be a stay-at-home parent in the relationship and sure. the truth will still remain for that. Mm -hmm. But the key is making sure that we're both bringing our brains, we're both bringing our wisdom, our experiences, and being able to evaluate so that we both are. And I think that's a key. It's We both just need to commit to being assets to the relationship. Mm -hmm. And if you're listening, the goal of this is not to judge anybody. We're also a work in progress. So if you're like, okay, maybe I can do better to support this relationship. Maybe I can do better to you know, give my opinions in a way that is productive and effective in this relationship, then if there's room for change, then room for improvement, then absolutely we want right. you to make sure you do that. No judgment here, no shame here. We're all trying to get better together. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What are the perks? Uh, we have, um, well, we can talk about, so the, the union of, of, of a man and a woman uh, brings forth intimacy. And that is also another big perk. Uh, intimacy that is expressed physically, but much more richer than that. There is a, there's a, well, the, well, the not, physical is rich too. The physical, <laughs> well, adults, and if you're keeping yeah. listening, then it's a there's a conjoining, right? And there's more of a spiritual uh, coupling. Yeah, to it, right? <laughs> I'm a physician. This is biology, y'all. And so, yes, so that's another big perk as well. Uh, and that's not to say that um, that's the main, but there is a richness in terms of the intimacy that you enjoy with one another, without a doubt. And I agree with you that it goes much more deeper than physical, right? And even the physical becomes more enjoyable when there is a connection of souls of Correct. are really both are feeding into this relationship, serving each other, right? Thinking more about the other person, like, you know, Nigerians in our language, we talk about the right hand and the left hand to wash each other. Correct. And if we're doing that in relationships, it makes everything, you know, exponentially better. So, you know, I'm not going to discount the physical part of it. I do think by itself, it's a key point. Mm -hmm. However, I do think that when all the other parts, when you're equally, you're when the spiritual, when you're serving each other, when you're honoring each other, when you're respecting each other, Everything just gets exponentially better, mm -hmm. and and the love that is expressed is 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 beyond the emotions because we know sometimes emotions can be fleeting, right? And that may be another um, episode. But emotions can come and go, but it's more of your willing yourself to to love. That's why I love Ephesians chapter five. Just like Christ loved the church, the husbands are called to love their wives, and that Christ loving the church was way beyond. <laughs> Had nothing to do with feelings because why we were yet sinners, Jesus died. For wait a minute, wait a minute. So let's just talk about this for a second. You keep bringing up this fleeting emotion. Does that mean you don't like me sometimes? No. <laughs> Yo. Yes. I, yes well, well yes, this is the first time I'm hearing this. Well, yes, but it's different <laughs> from sometimes, but I do not like you. This is there, completely different. There's some times when we don't agree. There's some times, and okay, that's, what I mean. that's true. There's but sometimes that, when there's some times when you don't like me. No, so actually, there's sometimes when I don't like you. Exactly. Yeah. See, so, <laughs> so that's the meaning. The meaning is that's when love is is willful. Yes, it's beyond the emotions. Now, the emotions are a key player. Don't don't get me wrong, but when your love 
is modeled after is modeled after Christ and the, and the church, then it's it's richer. It's funny. Right? It brings about forgiveness and all. That. There are times when Sheila would say, "I feel like I'm annoying you this day." And I was like, "Yeah, because sometimes you do." <laughs> so there you go. Yeah. And I'm sure. I mean, of course, yes. right? And that's the key, guys. Like. It's important for us to make sure that we don't have this Hollywood expectation of relationship where it's like, you know, Disney together forever, happily ever after. Right. You know, I think it was Myron Golden or someone that said, when you're looking at relationships on one side is the authenticity and the love and the connectivity. But on the other side of it is going to be conflict. Mm -hmm. Right. And so that's why conflict resolution, like thinking highly of the other person, assuming good intent so that if Sheila does something that I don't like, I don't assume that the reason why was to mess me up, or I assume that there must be some misunderstanding or, you know, whatever. But the key is giving each other that benefit of the doubt does go a long way mm-hmm. in, in relationships. Mm-hmm. All right. What other perks? Well, the other one was like just to support each other, mm-hmm. right? Support, company, hangout, play. Have fun, comfort, have right? Kids. Be able to have conversations that you may not be able to have with other people, right? And we see that really in Adam and Eve, right? Because Adam was hanging out by himself and God was like, okay, oh I see it's not good for you to be alone. <laughs> it looks like you need someone to talk to because now you're acting like you have schizophrenia because <laughs> you're talking to yourself, bro. And God was like, all right, Eve, where are you at? Your men as a psychotic <laughs> diagnosis, <laughs> right? Yes. So, I mean, you know, I still talk to myself now anyway. So, but the key <laughs> is there's so much value and joy in having someone to talk to, especially when there is attention, mm-hmm. there is intent, there is mutual respect and mm-hmm. mutual kindness mm-hmm. and honoring each other just the way that God has called mm-hmm. us to. And this is not, this doesn't negate or cancel uh, the, uh, a single life or someone who is not married we can go into that in another episode first corinthians chapter 7 dives really deep into where even apostle paul is said if you're married you will face a lot of troubles in this life <laughs> but i will spare you from this so the singleness of a person also has some rich components to it um and today we're just primarily talking about marriage and is it even worth it and so we've we've gone through a lot of perks what else we have uh, some Financial. Financial. Right. We have to talk about that, too. I mean, there is definitely pros and cons when it comes to finances. And again, this is regardless of whether both parties are earning an income or not. Um, But, you know, there are things like Social Security benefits. There is health insurance. Uh, Sometimes you can get a discounted price with certain insurances. Mm -hmm. And even when we think on a more higher level, when it comes to like wealth building and all that, if you were to take your property that you lived in, I believe it's like more than, I wanna say three years or two years, I have to look it up. Sometimes I mix those dates up within the last five years. You, When you're a couple, when you're, there are two of you guys, the, the amount on which you don't pay capital gains is higher when you're a couple, when you're married. Mm-hmm. So that's another advantage of it. It's I believe 250,000 last time I checked it for single and $500,000. So if you make that gain on that property, you're not paying taxes, mm-hmm. capital gains tax on that amount, which can be huge. And, you know, we took advantage of that when we sold our one of our properties. So mm-hmm. that's definitely something to keep in mind. There are also things like, you know, gift, being able to gift people more money without tax consequences. So as our kids are getting older, 
um, you know, at some point in future, we decided to gift them gifts. If there are two of us, we can both individually gift each kid something without having to pay without there being tax consequences. So from a financial perspective, there definitely are um, perks to it. Taxes as well, there's some deductibles that you may qualify for. Of course, if we're both earning, that may put us at a higher tax bracket. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we're a huge fan of like tax planning and making sure that our finances are in order. So there are proactive things that you can do to optimize your taxes in that way. But overall, I do think from a financial perspective, Again, it's it makes obvious sense if you're both earning and bringing into the home. But even when both of you guys are not earning, where well, one of us stay home, you know, I actually we haven't talked about the book that I released, Done with Broke. It's a book that I wrote, and one of the things that I talked about in there is some of the the burdens of the cost of working. Right when you both parties are working, there's costs for childcare, mm-hmm. there's costs for convenience of buying things because now you guys are more tired. There is not being able to have the flexibility to buy things when they're on sale. So there's definitely cost to both people working. So even though you're both working and making money, there are also maybe higher costs as well. Childcare is like ridiculous. But when it comes to being a married couple, I believe that the net benefit from a financial perspective outweighs the risk. Amen to that. And I think one last thing we we would also want to bring up is having and raising kids. That is a big perk to uh, you know, being married. It's easier to have kids and raise kids. And I, I want to, the reason why I'm saying that is because, you know, you can have kids together. And not only that, you can also adopt kids and raise the kid together um, with a father figure and a mother figure. It's easier. One, you, you don't both have to work and, and if you both have to work, you can actually, you know, bear one another's burdens. And a child is a gift. It's a blessing. It's a joy to God, right? And so it, it when you have kids together and you raise them after Christ and, and model Christ to them, what, what a blessing it is. And I think that's one of our, that's another big perk to uh, being married. Yeah, kids are definitely blessings, especially after they start sleeping through the night. <laughs> when they're not, you're like, hmm, God, what other pros again? Remind me. <laughs> Why is it so it's definitely, and also it's normal to be frustrated as parents. Mm-hmm. And when they're two, one person can get a timeout. You can get a timeout to refresh. Sure. And that is something that can be of benefit. I have lots of people in my in my wall that are single because they're divorced or single because they lost a spouse and raising a kid can be, can definitely be hard. So that is something that I'm, I'm definitely grateful that I don't have to do alone. And I'm sure you're also grateful that I don't have to do alone. For sure. So those are some of the thoughts that we had about where from a practical and biblical perspective that marriage still makes sense. Marriage is still of, it's still an asset. And in my opinion, it's with the assumption that both parties are building each other individually and both parties are invested into the third entity that is the image of Christ. If we do that, then it becomes an asset and we would um, like do amazing things in a physical way, in a financial, in a spiritual way that I may not be able to achieve by, by myself if I was single. All right. So I hope you guys like this. Let us know in the comments or in review. Leave a review. Let us know what are some other perks you guys are thinking about that we may have missed on. Or if you have topics that you want us to cover, let us know. You can leave that in the review. But we absolutely would love it if you left us like a five-star review on whatever platform you're listening 
and also share with other people. I do think that it is so important for us to have ways, not just examples of what marriage should look like that's anchored in Christ, but also imperfect marriage, because I truly believe that our relationship is imperfect. And the key is it's anchored in Christ, and that's the only way we know to grow it. So, all right. Love you guys, and we'll see you in the next episode. Next episode. Bye.